Welcome to the Loyal Opposition Podcast, episode number five. I'm Bernie Flowers. I'm one of Uncle Sam's wayward children. I believe that our country's best days are still in front of us, but we're going to have to work hard to change the direction of the country in order to realize those best days. I ask that you like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Mrs. Latoya Congolo is a wife, a mom, and a friend of mine. She's also a licensed clinical social worker and a licensed clinical drug and alcohol counselor. Latoya is also the co-owner of the Work Life Behavioral Health Clinic located in Glen Burnie, Maryland. She has worked in the field of addiction and mental health for 24 years as a commission administrator, community advocate, and she's worked tirelessly to reduce the stigma around behavioral health. Latoya is a past president of the Maryland Addictions and Behavioral Health Professionals Certification Board. She's an adjunct professor at the Addictions Department at Anne Arundel College. Latoya is the 2020 recipient of the Leadership Anne Arundel Distinguished Graduate Award for her work and advocacy in the field of mental health in Anne Arundel County. She's the 2023 recipient of the Black Legislative Caucus Community Service Excellence Award. Latoya is also a former delegate candidate for the Maryland House of Delegates. To say that she's an expert on kids, schools, and mental health would be an understatement. She's also very active in Maryland's politics. Latoya is a force to be reckoned with. She's our best choice for setting the tone as the very first guest of the Loyal Opposition podcast. Without further ado, let's introduce Ms. Latoya Congolo. Hi, Latoya. Thank you for being with us. How are you tonight? You are wonderful for doing this, and we appreciate you. I got a few questions for you, and uh, let's start. Where are the biggest problems in that you see as a as a professional, a mental health professional, in our schools? Let me just say that uh, first of all, I've been in the field of mental health for twenty five years. Um, I own a mental health and addictions outpatient uh, practice. I served on our education uh, citizens advisory committee for the Anne Arundel County Board of Education and chaired the social and emotional committee for uh, that for for the CAC. Um, and I'm also I'm a small business owner. So when you ask me about education, more the the, the role that I play more importantly is the role of a mother is having two children in two different schools, okay? So I have one in public school and I have one in private school. And I see the vast difference between my children's education based on those different environments. What I see in the public schools, I see that there is less focus on the the uh, um, academics, the curriculum that will make our kids compete with other kids, not just in America, but across the world, where my one who's in private school, they focus more on the courses that are going to make kids competitive. And they do it in a more fiscally responsible way. 
you know, and they require parental involvement. If we don't put in the volunteer hours for, for our uh, private school, uh, uh, school, that's a requirement for parents, we have to pay a fee. So I feel like public schools in particular are not setting our kids up for success and allowing them to be competitive with the students that are going to be applying to Harvard and some of our top tier um, educational uh, institutions. We have kids in third world countries, Bernie, who speak multiple languages, who outscore our students on the SATs and English isn't their first language for a lot of those kids. Wow. We need to look at that. We need to look at the fact that our kids here in America are, are supposed to be more privileged. You know, we're the most powerful country in the world, but yet our kids are falling behind generation generation academically. That's a problem. You are Focusing true on in the field and everybody would know, you would know. Yeah, I, I see it. I've seen it. I, I saw it before the pandemic. I've seen it get worse since the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then the kids are all behind. So our educational system needs to now focus on the academics, the, the uh, courses that are going to set our kids up for success to compete with other kids across the world. As an expert that you are, I take your opinion with 100% validity. So with that said, I got another question for you. What can you tell us about the new regulations restricting parental involvement in children's lives? We're hearing a lot about that, and um, you're right on the front line. So what can you tell us about that? Well, I, I would say that those regulations were set up to protect kids um, whose parents are um, not as involved, um, where they're not living in safe environments. Um, if the kids had issues, their parents were not open to listening to those issues. And a lot of times kids would suffer the backlash of their parents not being supportive of their issues. Okay. That's a small minority. Majority of parents want to be involved in their kids' lives. They want to be um, a participant in their kids' mental well-being, academic well-being, social well-being. Most parents want that. But because you have the small fraction of, of parents who aren't involved, those regulations have now stifled all parents. And that's the issue, is that it's now cutting us out, the parents who do want to be involved. So schools are now not even schools, mental health professionals. I mean, we have you know a law here in Maryland that was passed not too long ago where kids as young as 12 years old can get mental health services without the consent of their parents. But me as a mental health expert, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that most success when it comes to therapy, most successful outcomes are when the parents are involved because most of the issues that ch the children are dealing with are as a result of their environment. And, and where do they spend most of their time? Which two environments do they spend most of their time, Bernie? Do you want to take a guess? I would narrow when you're talking. I'll let you do the talking. Okay. Our kids spend most of their time in two in environments, school and home. Yes, ma'am. School and And that's where you're going to see the biggest influence, the biggest impact. But when you shut parents out, of what's going on in that school environment, how are they going to now change things at home? How are they now going to offer their children the proper support when they're being shut out by the mental health provider, they're being shut out by the schools? 
that's not setting a child up for a healthy um, social and emotional uh, state. Right. It's not. If anything, been good. Being the expert that you are, and having been a uh, a politician because you run for office, what would be your strategy to repair some of these problems? Well, I would say for one, we need to focus on, and I think a lot of uh, families, parents, I don't care where you are across the aisle, I think hands down, most uh, people want children to be successful. We want them to be successful academically, socially, emotionally. We need to focus on the, the, the curriculum that's going to set them up for success. When we talk about protective factors, so protective factors are, are those uh, things that really help us become um, emotional, you know, well, uh, well-adjusted, functioning members of society. One of those uh, protective factors is school success, is academics. But when schools focus on social issues and they focus on the things that aren't setting the kids up to make them feel, wow, I'm doing great in school. You know, I, I aced that math test. I advanced to the next course. You know, I, I did great in that spelling bee or that competition. When we move away from that and now we're talking about, you know, this this is who you are. This is how you feel. This is, you know, this world is, is not an emotional world. We live in, in a world that should be more intellectual and preparing us for that. But it seems like schools have shifted from now being more focused on the emotional and less on the, the intellectual. I'm impressed with everything you do. But the bottom line is, I'm hoping that you will run for office again. You are exactly the kind of person that needs to be in, a, in the decision-making authority position in the government. Have you ever thought about running again? Well, I'm I'm not going to give you a firm yes or no on that. What I'll say is that um, I'm still very active in the community. Um, I talk to people every day across my county, across the state. I still do advocacy. And um, I'm just looking at where the needs are. And, you know, I do I do feel like I would bring a lot to the table as a, a, a parent, um, a business owner, um, you know, someone who is uh, very much involved in the community. And I help people, you know, uh, overcome many obstacles and find solutions to their problems on a daily basis. So um, I'm not going to rule it out. You are everywhere at once. And I'm very impressed. So with that said, I'm going to let you have the floor and anything you want to say, the floor is yours. Well, I just I just want to say that, um, you know, even though my background is primarily in mental health, you know, I feel like that, that um, when we talk about our children and mental health, we need to now focus on not so much the things that are that are tearing them down, but the things that really lift them up. We need to focus on the resilience in kids. We've moved away from teaching people about their strengths, teaching people and reminding people of their capabilities. And, you know, kids need that reminder. And unfortunately, our society is not reminding them of that. They're getting a constant reminder of you're not accepted or you're not loved. And if you don't feel this way, then, you know, if we don't accept you, then you're going to be at risk for, for suicide and other mental disorders. Yes, I agree that there is some 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 validity to that. However, I feel like that that we're not using, uh, you know, understanding their normal development. We're not, uh, you know, teaching them their inner strength, their resiliency, everything that's going to set them up for success. 
we're moving away from that. And we're raising victims and people who are oppressed rather than people who are victors, people who are strong, who have a strong sense of self, uh, a high esteem, a level of confidence that we need to be able to, you know, meet life on life's terms. They're not getting that. And that's what we need. Amen to that. Latoya, I am honored to have you as the very, very first guest on the Loyal Opposition podcast. You set the tone. So with that said, I thank you for taking time out of your day to spend with us. And um, I look forward to seeing you. You keep up what you're doing. And thank you again. This was an honor to be your first guest. And um, I'm sure that your podcast is going to be successful, Bernie. Um, if anyone would like to get in touch with me after today, I can be reached at Latoya, the number four, Maryland.com. Uh, you can also follow my Facebook page, which is also Latoya, the number four, Maryland. And um, I, I'll continue to do the hard work in the, in, uh, in the state of Maryland, alongside my good friend, Bernie, and others who are doing good work across the state. Well, that's about it for now. We thank our good friend, Mrs. Latoya Congolo, for joining us and being our very, very, very first guest on the Loyal Opposition Podcast. This podcast is produced in association with Liberty Arise Media and other podcasters. I ask that you like, share, and subscribe. And also, be sure to get your copy of my new book, Black Values Matter. You can find it on Amazon or as an ebook on Audible and iTunes. And remember, it's okay to disagree, but if we want our experiment in democracy to succeed and prosper, we must insist on unity, transparency, and civility from ourselves and our fellow citizens. We are the loyal opposition. See you next week.